This episode is brought to you by CTC Math. Well, hello everybody, this is Hal. And this is Melanie. We want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. We are doing a series here talking about getting your kids to work. We talked about why that's even important to worry about in our last episode, but this let, let's talk about some specifics now. You know, this is a homeschool network, and an awful lot of people are saying work starts with school, and our kids are dragging their feet, and we don't know how to motivate our kids to do schoolwork. Well, it's hard. Uh-huh. Because well, frankly, yeah, first you have to motivate mom to get up and do the schoolwork. Uh, okay, yeah. I struggle with that sometimes. You know, let me tell you a little secret. I really had zero desire to teach long division for the eighth time. Oh, really? You should, you're so good at it now. I, I, well, I am. I really am. Yes, you are. I mean, I multiply, <laughs> divide, right, subtract, subtract, bring down, you know. Yep, yep. I mean, divide, multiply, subtract, bring down. Yep. Over and over again. Yep. And I am good at teaching it, but I get tired. And so moms get tired too. And I think that sometimes will demotivate our kids because they feel that we're dragging and we don't really want to do it and they don't want to do it either. Well, we talked about that last episode that they pick up on our attitude toward our work. And it may be the work that we do around the house or our jobs or whatever, but it also can be that task of homeschooling to say, here we go. It's time to do school, Guess children. Guess we better get school done. Oh, yay. We're and, so excited. And sometimes yes. we feel that way. Sometimes we do. And, you know, yeah. the other day, one of my children came to me and said, Mom, I get, can you help me with math? And I really did not want to, Hal. Yeah. But I thought, this child needs motivation. I said, sure. Let's see where you are. And we opened it up, and I said, oh, this is a really cool lesson. Right. And I just made myself get excited about it. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, she was excited about it. Yeah. You know, this is a young teen. She rolled her eyes at first. Right. But I kept going, and pretty soon, we were talking about it, talking about how it was used, and mm-hmm. it went really well. Mm-hmm. I think one of the important parts of getting schoolwork done is not to miss the point of our education, though. Yeah, because I think sometimes it's easy to slip into this mindset of, I've got to do all of the pages in order and check off all of the boxes or it doesn't count. And honest to goodness, maybe your child doesn't need every single exercise. Or maybe you don't need to study one subject because everybody else is doing it. But I'll be honest, Hal, and you uh-huh. know, I was in gra- education graduate school before we get before I started teaching. Right. At home. Yep. And I was still terrified. Mm-hmm. I was terrified if we skipped a lesson or didn't do all the problems, someday someone would say, mm-hmm. they might be 28 year old, years old, but somebody would come and say, you did not do week three, lesson three. I rescind your child's education. I mean, when you think about it, it's really stupid. Yeah. But we're fear-driven. We're so afraid that if we, if we don't make them do all the problems on the worksheet, even if they know them all really well, uh-huh. then... Somehow they'll miss learning about nouns. And we forget that, you know, they teach about nouns every year. They will get nouns. I gave an example. We were talking about this in our local homeschool co-op. And I I told them, you know how discouraging it is to clean the whole house and get everything perfect 
and the next day it has to be done all over again because it's a mess. Well, can you imagine if you got the whole house clean mm-hmm. and then you burned it down to the ground and moved to a new house? Mm. It was just pointless. You cleaned it for nothing. Right. But see, that's what we're asking our kids to do uh. when we're asking them to do busy work. We're asking them to do things that they know does not make any difference. Okay. And you know what? As a homeschooling parent, you, you are the teacher, right? And you know whether that child understands a concept or not. And there's no point in doing page after page after page of practice exercises for something the child already understands backwards and forwards. Busy, That's just a waste of effort and time. Well, and busy work breeds discouragement. And it breeds sloppy work. Because it's not, they know it's not important. Uh-huh. They, know it, they know it's not important and it, and it makes them discouraged. Instead, we need, to, we need to preserve the love of learning. Because what they will really need to be successful in college, and you always sent six kids to college. Right. Who've been successful there. What they really need to be successful in college mm-hmm. is they need the love of learning. They need to be still excited about learning. Well, and, and you know what? I think kids are, norm, are just wired to learn things and to be curious and to want to examine the world around them. And it may not be, they may not be looking in the precise area you want them to look right now. You know, you might, you might want them to focus on, on uh, plant, plant taxonomy or something, and they want to talk about dinosaurs. But, they're st- but they want to learn still. They want to, they want to fill their minds with ideas and facts and, and reasons and the rest of it. And so we want to cultivate that, not squelch it. You know, we also need to ask ourselves to look at our curriculum and say, mm-hmm. what really needs to be done here? Mm-hmm. And does it have to be done the way they say? Mm-hmm. Like, answering the questions at the end of the chapter, sure, you can ask your child to write out the answers in complete sentences right. and make them hate science. Or you can just talk about the questions and answer the questions. Uh-huh. Hey, so let's talk about what you've learned in this chapter. What about this? What about that? Uh-huh. And it's done in five minutes and everybody's happy. That sounds very efficient. It is efficient. It takes a lot less time and it keeps from destroying the love of learning. Now, sometimes though, the schoolwork we're asking them to do really is too hard because mm-hmm. there's a struggling learner. And it's really easy to mistake a, a struggling learner for an old soldier. For a lazy learner. Yes. And, and you know what? And, and this, is a, this is a real trap, okay? Because I know when I was going through school many years ago, the kids who were said to have learning disabilities or whatever um, tended to be kids who had really profound problems all, all across the spectrum. And so often I found that Kids who may be struggling in one area may be brilliant in somewhere else. You know, you may look at this child and say, this child is so smart, and they remember things so well, and they make connections so well. Why are they struggling in reading? And when you're saying that, when you're saying school is harder than it ought to be for them, mm-hmm. looking at what they're capable of, looking at their intelligence, I've been there with several mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. Then you need to be saying, maybe something's wrong. Maybe they're twice exceptional. Maybe they're both gifted and a struggling learner. And you might have dyslexia uh-huh. or dysgraphia going on or right. ADHD. You know, so getting even in, an informal assessment mm-hmm. that you can do yourself to look and see, does this child showing signs of a learning disability, mm-hmm. not just, not laziness? Right. You know, maybe it's just really harder than it ought to be. And you can do something with that. 
Right. There are interventions that you can do. There's <clears throat> affordable interventions. We mm-hmm. have some on our website right. that helped our family a lot, like Diane Crafts Materials okay. are on our website in our store. That's at RaisingRealMen.com. Yes. And so you can intervene and help them. You can do accommodations. A mm-hmm. child who is struggling with his writing, you can keep him up to, up to speed in, in his mm-hmm. composition right. by letting him dictate his paragraph instead of handwriting. Ah, there's a distinction between composing a sentence or a paragraph versus writing it out by hand. Handwriting, penmanship. Yeah, two different two different skills there. So, yeah, okay, so that that's a very good that's a very good point to make. And sometimes even if they don't have a learning disability but they're really struggling in a subject at a particular time, you can help them over that hurdle by saying, hey, come sit beside me. Let's do this okay. together. Okay. Okay, you do the math. You, mm-hmm. you tell me what to write. I'll write it for you. And just take one of the pieces out of it to make it easier mm-hmm. to help them over that hurdle. I'm not talking about forever. No, but, but, but you know, it's very common for a child in middle school to just get kind of a brain fog. Yeah. Or for that matter, they may be sick and have a brain fog because of their illness. Or it may just be they're overwhelmed. I mean, I, I've seen this even recently where a student was just, it was just so overwhelming that they felt like they couldn't, you know, connect things up. Yeah, they're perfectly capable of this. And so what do you do? You come alongside of them, you walk them through it, basically handhold them, and show them, hey, you've got this, you have this skill, you can do this work, you just need to focus and calm down a little bit. I cannot tell you how many times I have done this with a preteen. Yeah. Preteen has got their... That brain-changing brain fog, mm-hmm. and say, "I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I can't do it. sit down, have a seat. Okay, let's do it together." And and then I praise them a lot. Oh man, you're so fast at that. I can hardly write fast enough to write uh-huh. down what you're saying. You're so good at this, and rebuild their confidence some. And that's and you know what you you can recognize that because that's the kind of student who's been doing this work for months and months and years, and then suddenly it's like they lost the traction. They have no idea what's going on. They say, no, you didn't just forget all of your math. You just have lost track of how to do the problem. Hey, speaking of math, we need to take a little quick break here and listen to a message from our sponsor. Okay. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment, even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's CTC Math. Com. 
Okay, so we're talking about how to motivate your kids to get their schoolwork done. And, you know, sometimes it really is hard. But, okay, let's, let's assume that we've ruled out a learning disability and we know it's not just simple laziness. Now, what do we need to do to get the schoolwork done on a given day? Well, but I want to say one more thing sure, about you, when it's too hard, okay? Go ahead, go ahead. Because sometimes it's too hard because we have misplaced goals. Like how? Like, for example, we've decided my child's going to learn to read by the time they're five. Or by the time they're six. Uh And the problem is that they may not be developmentally ready to read them. And my child is going to be six feet tall by the time he's ten. You can't make them be six feet tall. No, no. Whenever it happens, it will happen on on the schedule that God has given them. You can't make them be developmentally ready for things. And so some kids are developmentally ready to learn to read at three. Uh Others at seven or ten. And so... You, we've got to make sure that our that the problem is not that we're giving them work that is beyond their developmental capabilities. This is true maybe too if you're trying to get a preteen to do algebra. You know what? And this is not a reflection on their intelligence at all. Oh no, all. it has nothing to do with it, intelligence. No, it's purely a developmental thing. Just the same as the fact that your child is is five foot two instead of six feet tall doesn't is not a reflection on their strength or their or anything else except that. They haven't grown that far. Yeah. So now let's talk about getting it done. Okay. Okay. It's not too hard. You've gotten rid of the busy work, but we still have to get the work done. Right. One thing that helped me a lot is to give them a list of what they're expected to do. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to say, okay, come tell Melma when you're done with this assignment. Come tell me when you're done with that assignment. Well, you know, they know when they come tell me that they're done, that what I'm going to do is give them another assignment. So they have zero motivation to finish it. Ah, uh, but if you give them a list at the beginning of the day, then they know what the expectation is for the whole day. Yes. And that way they know when I finish this list, I'm done for the day. I can go play. I can right. go read. I can go whatever. Which, of course, you need to honor that if you give them that expectation. Yeah, but homeschoolers are really bad about saying, the reward for hard work is more hard work. Oh, you finished before lunch. Let's do another day's work. Then. Yeah, let's not. No, okay. no. <laughs> And they'll make sure not to finish tomorrow. Be, yeah, let's be fair to them, okay? Another thing you can do is incentivize it. Uh-huh. You know, give them, like in our house, it has long been a rule that if you finish a math worksheet, like a hundred sheet, uh-huh. a hundred multiplication problems, hundred right. division problems, hundred right. multi- addition, if you finish a math worksheet in less time than you've ever done it before, you get a treat. Okay. And it might not be a big treat. Yeah. But man, even my high schoolers, they'll come through and they'll say, Are they doing fact sheets? And I'll say, Yeah. And they say, Hey, print me out one. Uh-huh. <laughs> because they, they actually have good memories of doing math worksheets uh-huh. because they want to win the prize. Okay. It also helps to give them perspective. Okay. Now, what do you mean by that? This is What's really it? important, especially for boys. Okay. Boys want to know why are we doing this? Yeah, yeah, well, that's what Steve Jobs said. It says, you give a boy something, he wants to know, what can I do with this? Yes. Why, you know, what's what the is purpose? This, what's it good for? They, they don't want to know what is it. They want to know what's it good for. How do I utilize this? Hammers have a whole lot more value when you know there's nails in the world. Right. And so, well, math is a great example of that because when you give a child word problems to say, okay, this is how we're going to use... This, this multiplication to figure out the area of a wall that you're going to paint or a, a room that you're going to put carpet down. Well, right. If we, when they're saying, why do I have to do this complex area, problem about area, who even cares? Yeah. Why do, what does it matter what the area of the rectangle is? You say, well, 
because you could spend way too much on paint. Yeah. Because if you're going to paint your living room here, and you're going to have to know the area of each wall and add it up, and then mm -hmm. subtract the area of each window, mm -hmm. subtract the areas of the doors and the archway, mm -hmm. to know how much paint to buy. And if you don't do that, you could spend way too much money on paint, mm -hmm. or worse yet, not you could not enough. buy enough. And, and then it'll then never you, match. It'll never match. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, ask the man right. who's done it. Right, right. And so... Um, you want to give them some perspective. How is this used in the real world? Oh, let me tell you, this is really cool. This multiplying, um, multiplying by percentages, mm -hmm. we're going to use, you can use that to finish, to figure out how much money you're making when you invest money in a CD mm -hmm. or, in, or how much money it's going to cost you to pay a mortgage. Right. You, know, you, you explain that these have real world consequences uh -huh. and the real world stuff really motivates, especially boys. Yeah. And, Help and encourage them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of the nagging, aren't you done yet? You need to get it done. Sit down and say, okay, come on, let's get it done. How can I help? Well, you know, one thing that I did that really helped our guys, um, especially in the math problems, <clears throat> was to say, when you get ready to do your exercises for this math lesson, come sit here beside me at my desk, and I will time you. And that was not to give them stress, but simply put a timer on it so that to say, okay, yesterday you did your worksheet in, you know, whatever, an hour and 10 minutes, whatever it took. And then you challenge them, hey, can you do it faster this time? And that actually helps them to focus. That helps them to get their, get their, uh, their concentration together for a set, of, uh, a set of math problems to work out like that. And you know what? The curriculum we use, we've used it so many times, we know that it should take them about 45 minutes to do one of these worksheets. And if they, if they are taking longer than that, we try to encourage them to pick their speed up a little bit. And a lot of times we find they can do it faster than that. Yeah. And so it's not a matter of creating stress, but just simply to say, here's a challenge. Can you beat your own time? Can you, can you score higher? And so, <laughs> and so boys particularly seem to really respond to that. And sometimes you have to say, you know what, you got to do this before you can get online, watch a movie, use the iPad, uh, go play. Sometimes you just have to say, it's got to be done because sometimes we just have to get our work done. But if you've made sure that it's not busy work, you've made sure it's not too hard for them, uh, maybe they need, you know, because they need extra help. Right. If you have handled it in a, in a way that you've, made it interesting and encourage them as much as you can. Sometimes then, sorry, kid, you got to get it done, but it's going to, that's going to happen a lot less often if you take care of that other stuff first. All right. Okay, guys, it's been so, great talking to you today. If you have a struggling learner, head over to our site at raisingrealmen.com where we carry all of Diane Craft's stuff and some materials of our own to help struggling learners. And please go check out our sponsor, CTC Math because they've been very gracious to bring this podcast to you today. Next time, we're going to talk about chores mm -hmm. and getting your kids to do chores. Until then. Until then. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we thank you for joining us. Bye now. Bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web? at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. 
You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.